Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Have a smile upon you. Join us in the word of God today in the book of 1 Peter once again. 1 Peter chapter number 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 1 Peter chapter number 1. And we shall consider verses 3 through 9. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3. And once again, if you need prayer, please call us 336-570-3664. 336-570-3664. The Lord hears and the Lord answers prayer. 1 Peter chapter number 3 and verse, chapter 1, excuse me, and verse number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an incorruptible inheritance, rather incorruptible and undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. And God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk today from the subject, pushback. Push back. Push back. I shared these questions with the Bible class group on Wednesday evening. Should believers be prepared to suffer? Um, the reality is that any one of us, any, at any time, any moment in life, can be the victim of suffering whether it's hardship or sickness or some form of persecution, you are deluding yourself if you think that you can live for God and not suffer sometimes. One reason why this pandemic is, is, is shaking us is because to some degree, especially in this country, we've become very comfortable with our success very comfortable with our prosperity, very comfortable in doing the things that we do, that we sometimes see ourselves as entitled. 
And when you start to see yourself as entitled, then you start to get offended when negative things come in your way. Hallelujah. When you see yourself entitled, you just think, I'm not supposed to deal with certain things. I'm not supposed to be sick. I'm not supposed to be upset. I'm not supposed to be broke. I'm not supposed to be ill at ease. I'm not supposed to grieve. I'm not supposed to be sad. And, and, and some of us have had to deal with the reality of this moment that things that we thought would not happen are happening to us. Hallelujah. And, 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 and the part of dealing with that is you got to get over the fact that you're not entitled. Hallelujah. I'm not entitled. We don't, if we would be honest, we don't deserve anything. Hallelujah. But everything that we have is out of the hand and the mercy of God. Hallelujah. That's why I quote the scripture so much. It's of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because if God was not merciful, all of us could have been consumed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. All of us could have been consumed. What, what's, what keeps you from dealing with X, Y, Z that other people had to deal with in life? And so in that reality, you have to accept the reality that no matter what station of life, before I leave this world, I'm going to suffer some things. Come on, somebody. We might not all suffer the same thing, and I, I'm not here to predict doom and gloom upon anybody, but I want you to prepare yourself for the reality that suffering may come in your life. And, and, and the question that comes to mind is, how does a believer prepare for suffering? Hallelujah. And, 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 and if I could answer that question, the, the one way you prepare for suffering is that you make your relationship with God more important than anything else in your life. Because anything else in your life might be touched. Hallelujah. You, I, I can't sit here and say that you won't get sick because I'm looking at people that I know have been sick. Come on, somebody. I can't tell you that you won't have some kind of financial hardship because I'm looking at folk and I'm one of them that have suffered financial hardship. I can't say that you won't, have, you won't grieve because there's a number of us in here that have grieved. But the one constant in your life is the fact that I am connected with a God who promised he would never leave me. I need y'all to get that. Hallelujah. He, he's, he's not a fair weather God. He's not a God that only shows up on holidays and good days, but God is there. The Bible says he's a very present help even in the time of trouble, meaning that sometimes God's presence is more pronounced when hell is breaking out than it is in the good times. Sometimes we're so busy enjoying the good times that we don't look for the presence of God. But have you ever been broken? Have you ever been cast down? Have you ever been a Afflicted, and the one thing you could rely on is somewhere in the middle of the affliction here comes the presence of the almighty living God I'm so grateful for God's presence I'm so grateful for God's presence that no matter where I am his presence can find me David said if I take oh God the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea behold I am there if I make my bed in in hell behold thou art there what are you saying pastor there has never been a place in my life that the Lord couldn't find me couldn't visit me couldn't help me couldn't deliver me I'm thanking God right now for his presence come on and shout hallelujah the reality of this moment is that we have people 
that we have not seen in months. Haven't physically laid our eyes on some people that we love in months. But the real reality is I've been cut off from some faces, but I have not been cut off from the face of God. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you who are watching have not been able to make it to the sanctuary, and, I'm, and, and, and I understand that. But I'm grateful that God can visit you wherever you are. Come on, somebody. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not casting aspersions, but I'm so glad that the Lord did not save me, oh God, to be hung up on numbers and faces and who showed up and who didn't show up and who came and who couldn't make it because we're in a season where faces, oh God, unless they're on Zoom, might elude us. But I'm thanking God that his face showed up in my living room. Oh, hallelujah. Oh God. Somebody asked my, my daughter the other night, they said, you know, why don't you ever show up on the Zooms when pastor is teaching a preacher? She said, I don't have to show up because I can hear him from my bedroom. And he's right downstairs speaking in tongues, hollering, screaming, doing everything he other. Why? Why? Because the presence of God is right there in the living room. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Right there in the living room. So it doesn't matter whether I can be physically attached or I'm physically detached. I'm celebrating the fact that God's presence is with us. And the way you prepare for suffering is to get so wrapped up in the presence of God, that nothing else matters. Oh, hallelujah. And, 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 and I'm not saying that you're not going to feel the pain. Because what, how we approach suffering and how we face suffering says volumes about us. Hallelujah. I've been saying this not to be redundant, because, but I'm saying it because the Lord told me to say it. That when this pandemic started, the Lord said to me, Tell all of the people you talk to, do not complain. Hallelujah. And, and, and I have to say it again because now we're entering the sixth month of this situation. And some of us who were resilient and strong six months ago now find ourselves saying, Lord, I'm so tired of wearing a mask. I'm so tired of working from home. I'm so tired of my kids not being able to go to school. I'm so tired of, um, they, they, they cut the check from $600 to now $200. And so the money that we thought was coming is not coming. And I'm so tired because I, 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 I've lost and I buried some loved ones and I couldn't even say goodbye to them. And I need you to resist that temptation to complain for two reasons. Number one, because we're all right now, if we weren't before, we definitely are now all living on the mercy of God. Come on, somebody. It's the mercy of God that is keeping us. The number two reason is because guess what? In the midst of all of this, God is still blessing his people. Oh, God, I need a blessed person right now to give God a praise. That's the praise that only a blessed person can give him. I need, even if you're watching from home, I need you in your living room to start giving God praise because in the midst of all of this, God has still been blessing us because you know what? It's, it's, it's amazing and I don't know we don't like to 
hear it, but you can suffer and be blessed all at the same time. Oh, hallelujah. You can suffer and be blessed. You can have a limp. You can have affliction in your body. But on this side, God is working miracles on your behalf. And I want you to focus on what God is doing for you. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to focus on what God is working out for you. Because in the midst of all of this, God is still the God over Corona. And he's still the God over affliction. And he's still the God over your sickness. And he's still the God that is greater than your grief. Somebody open your mouth right now. Give God the glory. So, Peter speaks to us. And it's a general epistle because it's written to the entire body of Christ. And one of the purposes of this epistle is to prepare the church for the reality of suffering. Get ready for this reality. Get ready for this possibility. And I said I shared this last Sunday that your suffering has a purpose. Now, Satan's purpose is that your suffering destroy you. And that what you're dealing with somehow stops you, makes you dysfunctional, negates the call of God on your life. And so please don't be cavalier in thinking that the devil is not working in some of this. Hallelujah. The thief comes but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And trust me, Satan is wreaking havoc right now in so many ways. And you can look on the landscape. There's such an anger in the world. Hallelujah. Such an anger about situations. That's nothing but the devil. And, and, and I need the saints to pray for calm to come on the horizon. Because you, if you don't believe me, you go in the grocery store and you see the stress in people's faces. People mad because they're wearing a mask. People mad at the person beside them who won't wear a mask. People looking funny because we have shortages. Never thought in my life, I wish to God, I had bought stock in Lysol. Come on, somebody. Because right now, people are hunting, finding, getting up early in the morning. Oh, God, driving around just to find a can of Lysol. Who would have thought that we'd be fighting for paper towels? Come on, somebody. And there's an anger that's working in the earth that I need the same not to give into. There's also an anger, oh God, because the injustice that in, in all honesty, it, the world didn't just start being unjust and the, the, the United States didn't just start with having racist tendencies it's been with us always but right now it's in our face and there's an anger that is flowing through the earth and I need us as believers oh God, no matter what your ethnicity not to give in to the anger because Jesus never told us to fight our way to deliverance Jesus said love your enemies y'all ain't saying nothing, pray for them oh God, they're cursed, bless them rather than cursed you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. And I'm going to say something bold behind this pulpit that even as we march and even as we protest, even as we write our letters, somebody better get on their face and pray for God to change the heart because laws can't change hearts. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh God, marching can't change hearts. But there's a God in glory that if he touches your heart, he can take out the heart of stone and put in the heart of flesh. Oh my God. God, saints of God, black and white. When is the church going to pray for God to change the hatred that's in the heart of people? To hate somebody because they're a different race. To hate somebody because of their ethnicity. The church has to pray and then the church has to love. 
The church has to love. How will people learn the love of God if the church gives in to the hatred? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. There's no difference in you calling a white person a name and them calling you a name. Yeah, I, I just preached right there. I just preached right there. There's no difference. There's no difference. There's no difference. If we want to see justice come, we have to exemplify the higher principle because love is higher than justice. Come on, somebody. Can I be honest? If justice prevailed, none of us would be saved. Lord, help me preach this. But justice did not prevail. Oh God, this bread and this, oh God, wine on the altar is a symbol of the fact that justice did not prevail. Love, oh Shatama, love prevailed. Oh God, when nothing else could help me, justice said I should be crucified. But love said, Jesus said, I'm going to the cross in your place. That was love. That wasn't justice. And the answer to the hatred in society is not justice. The answer to the hatred in society is the love of God the love of God but understand Satan's desire is to destroy us in this season but God has a greater purpose and I shared last Sunday that God's purpose in suffering is to refine us I need an honest person that went through some stuff and you came out better than when you went in Oh, you ought to praise God right now. I know you didn't enjoy it. I know you didn't like it. But aren't you glad you came out better? Oh, Shatama. Oh, God, you came out better than you went in because suffering has a refining element to it. Suffering has built our testimony. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, I wish I had time to bring all of you in front of the camera so you could testify. But I know sitting here are some people, oh hallelujah, that suffered sickness, but the Lord healed their body. Would you just raise your hand? Oh God, if you've ever been sick, but the Lord healed you, oh hallelujah. There's some people in here that suffered from depression, but the Lord gave you joy. I wish you would just raise your hand sitting here. Oh hallelujah. Oh, God, there's some people here that, that, that suffered poverty, ran out of money, but the Lord made a way for you. I wish you would just raise your hand. Uh, oh, God, that's a testimony right there. Oh, God, I, 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 there's some people that the enemy tried to destroy you, but God kept you alive. Oh, God, I wish you would just raise your hand. Oh, God, there's some people in here that have had to battle grief. But the Lord kept you as you grieved. I wish you would raise your hand. Oh, hallelujah. So the suffering didn't break me. Oh, come on, tell somebody. The suffering didn't break me. Oh, hallelujah. The suffering didn't take my mind. The suffering didn't take my joy. The suffering didn't take my life. Oh, God, because many are the afflictions of the right. But the Lord delivers out of them all. Somebody, somebody open your mouth and just shout hallelujah. Oh God, I'm, I'm not done, but I got to wrap this up. Oh God, Peter talks to us about how to push back. Oh God, he's going to tell us how to push back. And the first way you push back is you remember the hope of the resurrection. 
Oh, hallelujah. The hope of the resurrection. Now, I need to be very clear about this because sometimes in our modern day Christianity, we don't talk enough about the next life. And we're so fixated on the comfort of this life that we forget there's a next life. And so, and we begin to judge people, even in the church, that if this life is not what we think it's supposed to be, and if I have poverty or if I have difficulty or I have challenges, then there's something wrong with me. I need to tell you that you got some things in your life that may not get fixed before you die. Oh God, can I just be real about that? I, I, I know, I know, I know everybody wants to hear about the miracle coming tomorrow, but your miracle may not come until God frees you from mortal and you step into immortality. I, I, I've been thinking about this. I haven't talked much about it, but I've been thinking about this because one of the realities of Corona is that it has made death more accessible than it was before. A hundred, over 185,000 people have died oh, in this country in six months that would not have died. Come on, somebody. I know they want to skew the numbers and say they had other issues, but it was corona that killed them. It was corona that took them away. I lost some people that I love, oh God, with corona. Oh God, I'm thinking about this special mother and all that, and I saw Brother Brown, oh got online with us today. His mother was a special lady, full of joy, full of vigor, full of life. Oh God, and on the same day that he was released from the hospital, his mother went to glory. And that's a tragedy because they were a close family. But here is the blessing of Mother Brown's passing. Mother Brown was saved. Oh, hallelujah. And I need to remind us because Peter was dealing with the reality that some of the people he wrote to were going to die for the cause of Christ. Some of them that he wrote to would die at the hands of Nero. He himself would be crucified upside down. And so his story did not end with him in retirement. His story ended on a cross, dying upside down, hanging until the blood left his body. And what do you say to folk like that? You say, I got a hope beyond this life. Oh God, this may not make you shout, but I came to remind us that the hope of the believer huh, is not to get rich. Huh? The hope of the believer huh, is not to buy a new car. Huh? The hope of the believer huh, is not to have huh, a new job and a promotion. Huh? The hope of the believer huh, is not to have 2.5 kids. Huh? The hope of the believer huh, is not to get married. Huh? But the hope of the believer huh, is that when Jesus comes, huh, if I'm in the grave, huh, oh, a hallelujah, and the trumpet sounds. The dead are going to be raised. I thought I was preaching to a Holy Ghost church. The Holy Ghost that is in you is the power of the resurrection. It's what's going to give you life. When you die, your spirit is going to leave that body. And the reality of the present age is that we've watched people die and they haven't all been 80 and they haven't all been 90. I read a story of a young man whose father died of corona. Oh God, and he was only 20 years old. And he said, Mama, 
Am I going to die like daddy? And she tried to give him hope. But the young man died at 20 years old of Corona. Oh God, there are children that have died of this stuff. And if it hadn't been Corona, it was heart disease or diabetes or a stroke or cancer. But they still die. But it doesn't matter how you leave here. What matters is where you wake up. Oh my God. If you wake up in hell, it doesn't matter. If you wake up in the lake of fire, you wasted your time. But if I close my eyes on this side, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. If the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ shall also quicken your mortal body. I'm so glad. I said I'm so glad that if I leave here by cancer, corona, diabetes, as long as I die in the Lord. We sung a song in the old church. If I die, let me die in the army of the Lord. Oh God, I got two minutes. Let me finish this up. Your hope is the resurrection. Somebody in the church shout resurrection. Oh God, somebody on the thread type resurrection. The hope of the believer is that this life is not my end. This life is not the end of my story. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be raised for the trump shall stand and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. So if I die by a bullet, I'm coming back. If I die of cancer, I'm coming back. If I die of diabetes, I'm coming back. If I die of a stroke, I'm I'm coming back. How you know? Because I was buried in the water in Jesus' name. How you know? I got the Holy Ghost like the Bible says. How you know? I've got life. I've got power. I've got victory. I've got redemption in his blood. All the saved people, open your mouth. Give God a praise. All the same. That's how you push back, saints. Come on, stand. I got to quit. That's how you push back. In me is the power of the resurrection. Oh, hallelujah. Suffering frightens most of us because we are so tied to this life that any disruption of this life scares us. And when the devil knows he can scare you, he will do everything in his power to shut you up and shut you down. Because some of the people 
rather than to die or to even suffer, gave up Christ. And what if the enemy came to you and said, I got a cure for your suffering, but you got to give up Jesus. Come on, somebody. I got a cure for all the pain that you're dealing with right now, but you have to renounce your faith in God. Many of us, some of us might contemplate and some of us might say, okay, okay. Because some people walked away from Christ because he talked to them about suffering. When he said to them, whatever they did to me, they're going to do to you. Some of them walked away, but they ain't going to do that to me because I'm not going to do deal what they did to you. So don't say that. But then there's some of us that have a faith that says even if this life doesn't get better, there's an inheritance that is incorruptible. Oh God. Oh God. There's an inheritance in me that is incorruptible. Corona can't kill the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Corona can't kill the resurrection. Corona can't kill heaven. Oh God, when I get to heaven, there's no corona. There's no cancer. There's no affliction. When I get to heaven, there's no diabetes. There's no high blood pressure. There's no Parkinson's. When I get to heaven, Oh, I gotta quit, but I feel a praise going on. When was the last time you praised God for heaven? Oh God. When was the last time you gave God the glory for heaven? When was the last time you thanked him for heaven? Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. Walk the streets of glory, there to lift my voice. Cares are past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Oh, God. My mother died of a condition that was similar to corona because her lungs lost the capacity to get oxygen and that was 11 years ago and we prayed we fasted I laid on my face hallelujah begging God to save her life last day of my mother's life mother Foster sister Horton and somebody else went and had missionary service with my mother and I see you. And they shut the door and sang, walk around, walk around. Oh, hallelujah. And I was at work when I got the call that my mother had coded and we rushed across town and I got there and they had resuscitated her. But we knew it wasn't going to be long. And I don't sing well, but I sung this song to my mama. One day, I am going 
where Jesus is. I watched the light fade out of her, but I sang to her mama one day, I am going where Jesus is, and I'll be caught up. I'll be caught up. I'll be caught up. Oh God, I'll be caught up. That's what I'm looking for. Anybody here looking to be caught up? Anybody here looking to be caught up? Anybody here looking to be caught up? Anybody looking to be caught up? Go. I'm looking to be caught up. Come what may. Come what may. Come what may. I'm looking to be caught up. Come what may. Oh God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. You can scare us if we had no hope. You can shut us up if we had no hope. If you put the right stuff on us, you can make us give up Jesus. Oh God. But because I know there's a hope after this, if I die, let me die. I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust. I will trust. Oh God. I'll trust. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God. Everybody do this for me. Just push back. Asha. I know you're going through, but just push back. I know the devil's fighting you, 
but just push back. I got a hope beyond this life. If this earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, I have another building. Oh, I have another. I have another. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington NC 27215 that's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington NC 27215 or email us info at refugetemplenc.com that's info at refugetemplenc.com God bless you and until next time Shalom Shalom <laughs>